Hello there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Slightly different uh, this week, obviously with no football as you know until the 3rd of April, pending further investigations then, so it may even be extended. Uh, so not really talking about Tottenham that much, we will get to Tottenham, uh, so you know it won't be false advertising on the podcast, we will be talking about the, the subject of it. Uh, but this one mainly about the coronavirus. The whole point of this podcast was for me to have a moan about Tottenham and things that annoy me about Tottenham, but what's good is that it means I can have a moan about anything and, and just the, the whole mass panic is just starting to wind me up now. So what I would like to say is everything in this is my opinion. It's not fact or anything like that. So if people don't like my opinions, that's all it is, is it's an opinion. It's I'm not a scientist or anything like that. So it's not me saying this is the actual case. It's just opinion. So without further ado, let's talk coronavirus and Tottenham. Right, so first things first. Obviously, it's something that's been uh, around since December, started in Wuhan. Uh, allegedly, I, I say allegedly, because there was that bug that seemed to go round around Christmas time, or just before Christmas, late November. I had it, other people at work had it, and other friends and family had it. Um, some had it worse than me, some had it less than me, but that was a coughing kind of cold bug. Uh, but other people had flu-like symptoms, very lethargic, very weak, all that, which, according to what we're being told, they're part of the, the symptoms of this thing. So, you know, did it start in Wuhan? Did it start much a long time before they were saying that it did? You know, it's all part of this. There's a lot of stuff for me that doesn't seem to add up, but... Yeah, the, the, the mass panic now is just an absolute ridiculous situation. Like, the media don't help, you know. You get people like Piers Morgan who suddenly have become a scientist and telling everybody that the government are doing things wrong, you know. It's not Boris Johnson making these decisions, is it? He's got a team of scientists, but Piers Morgan now seems to be a scientist himself, which, you know, could have been using those skills to good use to actually cure other illnesses which are incurable rather than just rant and rave on his bloody talk shows and, and morning shows but yeah but everyone seems to have, have, have bought into this mass panic now but the way i see it again my opinion it's essentially another strain of the flu so it's not the common flu that you normally get and you get uh, vaccinated for it, it's a different strain of the flu so it's with with the added respiratory and and breathing issues that you get on on top of it with these symptoms you know but you know, it isn't the common flu. I got, I compared that and got told that I should be comparing flu to cancer, therefore, because uh, flu isn't cancer and uh, flu isn't coronavirus. So absolutely ridiculous when both of these uh, things, the flu and the coronavirus, that you're being told to go away after a week or two in isolation and just letting yourself heal. You know, <laughs> cancer, you leave cancer alone, it just gets worse. So it's absolutely ridiculous comparison. But then that's what this mass panic has done to people. Yeah, I saw on a website as well that the differences between this and the flu, there's no vaccination. Well, it's pretty much similar then, isn't it? If all of the differences is that there's no vaccination. So it goes to my theory that it is the flu, just a different strain of it, not the common one. But yeah, but like... In the same way as the flu, it's more dangerous to the elderly and people with health underlying health issues. 
which is exactly the same as the flu. But you know, you talk about the flu has a vaccine, but yet hundreds of thousands of people get infected with that each year. So obviously they're either not getting vaccinated for whatever reason, or the vaccinations aren't as foolproof as you're led to believe. But yeah, like, the mass panic buying and buying toilet roll and toilet paper and pasta and food. Went to the supermarket today, the, the toilet roll aisle was literally nothing there. Meat aisle, nothing there. And it's just, I mean, what happens with that is these selfish arseholes who are buying all this stuff, then there's no, nothing for people who actually need it. Like like the elderly or people who haven't been out shopping who, who just want like a, a couple of packs of each, you know, food types and one pack of toilet roll for their week or month or whatever, and they can't get it. It's absolutely stupid, and people fighting over bottled water and stuff like that, it's just, get a fucking grip. Uh, but yeah, like, and, and Twitter as well, I've never known so many scientists come out of the woodwork, everyone has an opinion on what we should be doing and everything like that, and the other point I have is all these countries are doing diff different things, you know, have different measures to control this, you know, Surely, if it was that much of a dangerous thing and a real, real pandemic, each country, like the UN, would be getting together with the World Health Organization to come up with a plan that they all adopt. Gordon Brown did something similar or suggested something. I think he did something similar, he said, with when the financial crisis hit in 2008 or nine, was it? So I don't understand why they're not doing it with this thing. You know, the thing is apparently spreading. But yet one country does this, another country does that, another country does something completely different. You know, people I know have come back from holiday, there are no checks at the airports either end. That's just ridiculous. Someone I know has said that his neighbours have had it and people turned up in bloody hazmat suits to check if they had it or not. I mean <laughs> But yeah, like and you know, surely all that needs to happen, because they've said, haven't they, that you know the way to get rid of it is to self-isolate and it goes away similar to the flu, is surely if you have any of the symptoms or any symptoms that are likened to the flu, even if it's just a common cold and you're sneezing every five minutes, self-isolate for a couple of weeks. Don't go out, you know. I get told as well that, you know, I've been told rather that comparing it to the flu, that's uh, just people not having respect for the people who have died and it's just another, you know. People who say that, you know, I mean, they are busy, they're polishing their halos daily, but, you know, you could argue that they're being disrespectful by going to work when they could work at home, you know, going shopping when they could order online, going out to see family when they should just be Skyping them or stuff like that. So it's it's just it's just this mass panic which is just gripping everybody or loads of people. Although I only know one person who's panicking about it. Everyone else is just not a similar opinion to me. So I get told we're at war with this thing. <laughs> uh, Ridiculous. But yeah. well, I can understand why people are panicking if they've got young kids or, or they're close to elder relatives or, or they've got health issues in the family. I can understand that. But like, and I can understand, but the media don't help at all. And the government don't help in the fact that there's no announcement being made. It's all up for speculation. You've got everyone's opinion, which are different, including this one. You know, if the government came out, the World Health Organization came out, made a daily update or something like that. It comes from an official source and then that's the official explanation and then all of these, uh, you'd still have conspiracy theories and things like that, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a ridiculous situation.
Uh, there was a book as well that I've, I've seen recently from called Eye of Darkness by Dean Koontz. And it, it said in there that it was a, a virus that started in Wuhan, which was man-made. And a scientist there went over to America and spread it over to America. And later on in the book, it says in 2020, a pneumonia-like illness, which attacks the lungs and resists treatment, will spread around the world, will vanish and then come back in 10 years, which... I mean, it, it could just be complete coincidence that he wrote that and, you know, like science fiction, write stuff like that all the time in, in the year 2049, you know, cars will be electric and, you know, fly because they won't have wheels. So all, it could just be that. It, all it is is science fiction or someone making something up. And that was 40 years in the future. So it could just be that. But, but you know, conspiracy theories that I heard... Uh, on the other podcast that I mentioned in the previous episode, that, uh, you know, the government and, and or governments or, or leaders or whatever you want to call them, um, take it from books and stuff like that because it's telling the world what's going to happen and then it does happen, which possible, I guess. I wouldn't put anything past this government, like Boris Johnson has already lied about Brexit and then got done Trump in, in charge as well, who's just a clown. But, you know, I had one friend who said that he thinks it's uh, to wipe the uh, elder people out to cut the pension deficit, which, again, wouldn't surprise me. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But uh, And that's all these are, conspiracy theories, so I'm not sure if I actually believe them or not, but I don't. It's, it, a lot of things don't add up. There was, it was in Simpsons, it was called the Sarka Flu, Ebola was in the Simpsons as well. They also predicted Trump being president, you know. So... There's all of these things which will lead to speculation and it's all a hoax and a conspiracy and everything like that, which I'm, I'm not really sure what I believe. But I, I think what I do believe is it's just a strain of flu and it's attacking the elderly and the, the people with health issues like the flu does. But because, you know, it's new, there's no vaccine for it at all, which I said the vaccine for the flu, why do hundreds of thousands of people get ill? But that... With, with the vaccine, thousands of millions of people don't get ill because of it. So because there's no vaccine for this thing, that's why it's affecting anyone who comes into contact with it. And because there is no vaccine and treatment and people aren't understanding it and don't know what to do, that's why, you know, it will have th this kind of effect with more deaths in percentage to the flu. And the flu because people know about that and there is a vaccine. If you've got health issues or you are elderly, you are more likely to go and uh, get vaccinated against it. So that's why I think a lot less people die. But uh, I, I think it is just the flu, a strain of flu. So not the common flu or, or you, that you get vac vaccinated against, but I think it's just another one and it's been blown out of all proportion. Uh, and now people are panicking. Um, but yeah, and it's just... It's just doing my head in, to be perfectly honest, with the way that people are panicking. And as I said, I know one person out of all the people that I know who is panicking about it. Everyone else is just kind of, you know, it's terrible. People are dying and, and people are getting ill and then people need to be vigilant. And, and you know, like I said, if, if people have any symptoms, even if it's a cold, you know, it's annoying. But stay indoors. Don't go outside, you know, get shopping online. Don't go to cinemas, stuff like that. If you can work from home, work from home. Don't don't go in. You know, 
whereas people won't do that because you know if people are sneezing oh it's just a common cold it's fine but you know it could be worse than that but but then you know Italy has more and more deaths happening and, and they've apparently contained it so why is more happening there and just all of these questions and then you know the footballers then suddenly get it which I mean the, the tweets that Arteta were getting and, and Hudson and Doyle were like oh, I hope you feel better soon praying for you and all of this stuff it's just they're fit people that you know they haven't got health issues if they do then Arsenal Chelsea and all the clubs have excellent medical facilities so they would have spotted that but you know and then Arteta feeling, feeling better after a day you know so all of this get well soon and, and praying for you like it's just needless for people like that it's just yeah get well soon fine but they're praying for you what you should be praying for is is that he hasn't come into contact with someone who is going to be vulnerable to it or, or elderly yeah and it's just and then someone says all of this stuff to the person who's saying you know praying for it and then they get upset and and moan that it's disrespectful and blah blah and it's not disrespectful because Arteta Hudson Odoi footballers are fit so they're not going to be affected it's just going to be like the flu for them where they're out for a week or two and then they'll feel better and then all the symptoms have gone they're not infectious anymore they've built up an immunity to it so they can't get it anymore but yeah these people who are panicking as well like you explain things to them or try and explain things to them and they don't listen, they don't want to know, they just want to hear stuff that backs their theory up. Which I suppose you could argue that I'm doing the same when people are saying, but look at these figures, blah, 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 blah. You know, you know, that I could be doing the same, I only want to listen to what I want to listen to, but like, I think, yeah, the deaths are awful and people dying from it from a new disease and, and it's higher percentage than the flu. But I think there is justification for that in the sense, like I've said, there's no vaccine for it. So vulnerable people aren't getting vaccinated. It's a new thing. People don't really understand it. And that comes from the, the, the media scaremongering and the lack of government or official announcements. Um, and so people aren't understanding it going out and they should be staying in if they've got any kind of symptoms at all. Uh, and then infecting other people, which eventually gets around to infecting the vulnerable. Uh, the herd mentality, or, or is it mentality or initiative or whatever the government are proposing, I don't really know enough about that. Uh, I understand the concept behind it, I think, that allow the less vulnerable to get ill and then quarantine the highly vulnerable so they don't come into contact with those and then the immunity is built up. Uh, that's as far as my understanding of it, which could be completely off the mark. So I apologise to anyone who does know about that. And, and I've got that completely wrong, but that's just my understanding. But I have no basis other than a few Twitter comments that I've seen on that. Um, but yeah, like, just the mass panic. Like, to stop massively buying like toilet rolls and other things like that and anything from the supermarket. Like, if you do have the flu... And you're, you're, you're housebound for two weeks. I mean, I use a lot of toilet roll, but I'd be bloody impressed with myself if I used a nine pack in two weeks. Uh, so I don't know why people are buying like 15 packs of nine. It's just absolutely bizarre and stupid. And it's just completely selfish. I know it's come from the media and all this scaremongering and all this business. But like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, 
Just buy enough for, your, for that you need. You don't need nine lots of fifteen lots of nine toilet rolls or like every piece of bag of pasta from the shelf. You don't need that. And it, yeah. And this thing will go away when things are out of handle on it. It may take a little while, but you know, it may not. But people have just got to calm down and, and just the mass panic as well. If it is, if it is everything that you've you've heard that is true about it, there's nothing you can do about it apart from not be selfish and stay indoors. Stay indoors. If you feel any symptoms at all, if you're really, really that worried about it and you can stay indoors, stay indoors and don't go outside, don't even run the risk. You know? But as soon as you have any symptoms, okay, fine, stay indoors until they go and, and stop mass panic buying and, and just, you know, the negativity on Twitter about it as well and that it's like the end of the world is coming. It's just, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's just a new disease. But yeah, like I've said, the, the conspiracy theories I heard as well, like pretend, potentially not, or, or insinuating that it's not even a real thing, it is just the flu and that's all it is. And then as soon as the panic dies down, then the media will give up about it and then they just stop. But it seems slightly different to Ebola and all of those other things where the mass panic has gone to a massive new level and doesn't seem to be dying down anytime soon. But, you know, the, the stats that have come out as well, uh, you, yeah, because the conspiracy theories, let me go back to that, is it's a fear campaign by governments and all that, and that elicits control to get people to vaccinate, and then the vaccinations are the cause of the disease. I don't believe that. But, like, in terms of a fear campaign, that does make sense because, you know, the fear is, is pretty much in the public at the moment. If you look on Twitter and, uh, you know, and it just, yeah. So, you know, that, that's the main conspiracy, I think, a, a, a fear campaign for, for, for the world. Uh, my friend said that to cut pension deficit. Um, but yeah, and you seem to get one of these uh, viruses or illnesses every few years, but this one's slightly different because the mass panic has gone to a new level. Uh, but it's just winding me up now, the mass panic. It's just, you know, instead of panicking and... and and the other thing is all the figures the, these amount of uh, cases these amounts of death there's no way to quantify that you don't actually know that's true you're just believing the government that you know so if it was a, a, a hoax to a, a fear kind of thing and a man-made thing you know and was a fear thing it, it does make sense that they'd give figures which are scary but like plausible like if they if they said you know out of all the cases 99.9 percent .9 are fatal you wouldn't believe that because you you know, so that's not plausible, but saying that I think it's like one in 10, I think, isn't it? Or something like that. That might be slightly high, but it's certainly higher than the flu. So it's plausible, but you know, but there's no way to quantify it. Like if you see a football match and then see on the stats on BBC, so-and-so team had 15 shots, you, you can go back and watch the game and improve. That's right or wrong with these. You're going by uh, figures that are being posted out by, I'm assuming World Health Organization, and the government, which, yeah, so if it was a hoax and it, or if it wasn't as, isn't as bad as it's been made out to be, then that's a scaremongering thing. And then it makes sense that the um, figures are scary. But I think certainly it is something out there, whether, like I say, it was what was before Christmas. I've seen other reports saying it was announced in a 
by China in December, but it's been happening in like long before that, which I know looking at Twitter and know speaking to people that had it at work, that the, the, the virus before Christmas was definitely, definitely flu-like. I, I didn't have it that bad. I had the cough and then feeling a little bit lethargic, but not flu lethargic where I couldn't get out of bed. It was just a little bit of an effort to go and do stuff. But yeah, other people were like bedridden and had a cough. I didn't have shortness of breath. I've heard other people have had shortness of breath with it. So, you know, they're, they're the three main symptoms you're getting with that the, the coronavirus apparently has. So was it even originated in China or was it just a bug that came through and then they've latched onto that and then claiming it's this huge pandemic, you know. But anyway, like I say, it's just something that was... this. Podcast is like therapy for me because it allows me to rant and rave about whatever's annoying me, and this has just been annoying me for a little while, just because it's uh, gone out of control now with a mass panic and, and just the ridiculous comments that are coming. I did see as well, like you have to go on both sides. Uh, comments I can't remember who it was from, not someone I follow, but like the, the one benefit of this virus is that people learn to bow and curtsy again. I mean, that's just a ridiculous comment to say. That's just you know. Uh, you know, I get told comparing it to flu is disrespectful, but like, I mean, that is nothing n near this level of just nonsense and just ridiculous stuff. Like, if you, you haven't got anything sensible to say there by saying that the bow and curtsy stuff, so don't bloody say it. But anyway, that's my two cents on 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 the coronavirus. As I, although I did forget to mention, I saw another tweet today, which. Uh, I'm not sure if it's official or not, but it said that Richard Branson is wanting £7.5 billion by the government to keep Virgin Meat, Virgin Airlines afloat. Because uh, there's a risk that if, if this goes on for a few months and air travel gets completely banned, then even Virgin and BA will go down. But then this is what I mean again, like just the media just stirring things up. And then if, if it is official, then Richard Branson's stirring things up. But this is the guy that sued the NHS as well and now wants money by the state to keep his business up. So if it is true, you can sod right off. You're a fucking billionaire and you own a fucking island. Pay for it yourself. But like, I'm not sure that, you know, because one conspiracy theory I potentially had, which is very far-fetched as well, like all conspiracy theories are, is maybe it's a way to stop air travel, all the companies go bust, and then it all gets public. You know, it's all public airlines now by the governments, and they get even more money, which, you know, they end up buying out the airlines, and then they all become, not they're not privatised anymore, they're all public companies. Uh, but yeah, like Richard Brandt, but, yeah, so if that's true... Absolute disgrace from him, and it's helping the, uh, the panic and the mass panic. And if it isn't true, it's media reporting on it and just you know aiding the mass panic as well. Absolute ridiculous. All right, so that's my two cents on it. Again, all opinion, nothing. nothing it's not based on facts or anything like that. I don't know anything that anyone else doesn't. It's just my thoughts and my opinions. By offending anybody, apologies, don't mean to offend anyone, it's just my opinion, it's just winding me up. Things that I've heard, been told, etc., whatever, and seen, just winding me up. So, stop talking about that now and talk about after the break. Call this half time in this, this episode again. Uh, so, I'll talk about uh, how I see it affecting football, or is affecting football, but how I see it in the long term, what it means for Tottenham and the Premier League and football as a whole. So, back in a bit.
and we're back. So, had my van. I, I'm slightly worried about it. I'm going to be going to Dublin on a stag do 1st of May, but I'd be surprised if that happens. Uh, as we know, but you know, it is what it is. Just have to rearrange or go another time and, and or, or go somewhere else. But it is what it is, you know. If, if it is a national pandemic and that the thing is actually real and, and you know, going to different countries is going to spread it, you can't be going, you can't be going. Uh, but yeah, football's been cancelled now, as we all know, until the 3rd of April. Uh, but, you know, whether it actually starts on the 3rd of April, it's only three weeks and they're talking about the fact that he's been in Italy and other countries for, you know, months. So, I mean, it could go on for months if the mass panic continues. Um, I'm not sure it will, so I think there's a good chance that the 3rd of April football could be back and things could be back to normal. Uh, but then equally, there, there's a good chance that it could be going on for months, which for companies and, and, and staff and everything could be catastrophic. You know, I don't know how if the government are going to fund companies like that or people, you know. I've got one friend who said that he's got, a, a, you know, friends who are self-employed and basically their business is, is based on going to people's houses or companies to cook food and, and clean things. So obviously, if everyone's housebound, then they lose a lot of money, which, I mean, yeah, you wonder how you're going to cope. But, yeah, and then, you know, big, big companies should be all right, but smaller companies who don't have as much money, like, is it going to affect them? Or what's going to happen with that? You know, if it goes on, if it goes on, if it goes on and, and, until 3rd of April and then finished, then I think a lot of people will be all right. It was like three weeks of self-employed people out of work, which isn't great by any stretch but far far better than three months off of work but you know and that's another thing if everyone's quarantined people need to earn their money so they can't afford to not go out and earn their money so that's another issue um but yeah third of april for football but the premier league didn't handle itself very well i don't think that you know they waited right until the last minute that someone got ill before they cancelled it but again that's suspicious for me like you know all of the football th things got, got caught in different countries, you know, within the space of about two days. You've got Vagani, uh, Gabbiadini, I think they're both in Italy, I know Vagani is. Um, but, you know, they got that the day before Arteta and Hudson Adoy. Uh, you know, the whole of Arsenal and Chelsea aren't in quarantine, but, you know, <laughs> certainly with Cap Hudson Adoy, you know, what people are doing training, not even marking him or anything like that. There must have been loads of people under close to him. So, you know, that that whole team should be in quarantine if, if if he actually has this thing, you know. And then don't take any chances in case it is like you know as bad as it's being made out to be. But yeah, very strange that I thought anyway that you know it's been in Italy for weeks and months, but yet it's only now that the footballers get it, you know, and they're surrounded by thousands of people each game, you know. Uh, presumably coughing and you know certainly the people on the front the, the, the crowd but it's just strange to me and then the Premier League only uh, put a block on 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 football the FA sorry on, on English football once Arteta and Hudson Adoya diagnosed which just seems strange but anyway it's what it is it has been banned now for three weeks whether that's long enough again that, that remains to be seen but uh, 
And now there's a, what happens with the season? Is it null and void? I mean, that that will very much depend on what happens on the 3rd of April. If it carries on on the 3rd of April and then football starts again, don't need to. You maybe rush the season through. You maybe even carry on with the Euros, although I think the Euros should be banned, uh, postponed until next year. Not great, but then we have two full years of summer and players get to rest. Um, but yeah, but if it carries on, carries on until the summer, then you know, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult to like justify playing the season with players' contracts going out on the 30th of June. So maybe the situation for that should be, or the solution for that should be, you can join another club, but you have to commit your your current club's commitments for the, this season, the nineteen twenty season. Uh, again, not ideal, but yeah. But obviously, this is it's good in the sense for Tottenham because it now means that if the league, when the league does restart again, if it restarts, Kane's back, which we didn't have before. A very good chance Sun will be back as well. So you'll have that with other teams that players were injured, key players were injured, and they'll be back now. So they won't have to play games without them. Which is, I mean, for our, our point of view, Tottenham's point of view, it's unfair, I suppose, to the rest of the top four challengers. But, you know, there's no situation in any of this with the football that is going to be fair for everybody, you know. West Ham, Cameron Brady and apparently Levy were the only uh, chairman to say that the season should be voided, which if that's true, I mean, it's the two chairmen you'd be quite disappointed with if they didn't say that. Uh, but yeah, well, sure, sure they wouldn't have been saying that if they were flying high and nowhere near relegation zone. But then again, it's all transparent. You know, Liverpool are going to say, yeah, yeah, keep the season going. You know, If they were doing terribly, they'd say, yeah, void it. It's all transparent and it's all based on team's agendas but you're going to get that uh, but yeah then what happens with winners what would be absolutely hilarious just because their fans are an absolute like unbearable is if it did get voided and then after 30 years Liverpool are still waiting for 30 years that would be bloody hilarious but I can't see it happening and really well, you say they should be given the league, but then you can't give them the league if the league, if if mathematically, they could still be beaten. You can't because you don't know what would happen. They could have had a mass injury splurge and, and their front three, and you know, Alexander Arnold, uh, Van Dijk could have all got injured at the same time. They lose all their games, and City go and win all of theirs. So you can't give them that. If if they were mathematically certainty to win then you can give them the league. But the other thing is, if, if they are just gifted the league, you know, their fans have been waiting for 30 years, but they'll still be waiting for however long, for more years, because they'll always be tarred with that brush. Yeah, but you won it when you didn't actually win it. And, and it's no fault of their own. They have been the best team in the league by an absolute mile. But like, yeah, it's just... I, th I think the league has to finish. I don't know when... But I think it has to finish. But this coronavirus, someone was telling me yesterday that it, it it thrives on cold weather. In hot weather, it can't cope. So by the summer, it will go. And then if we end up having like an April, which is baking hot, or end of March, which is baking hot, it could just wipe it out anyway. Uh, yeah, because so I was told that it's not been prevalent at all in, in, in hot, hot countries. And that's why. So that's possible. Um, 
yeah, like, similar to the flu, you know, it, it's come around over the winter time, which the flu is, that's when the flu season hits. Um, but yeah, so if we do get some really hot weather, which hopefully we do, then hope that might help eradicate it and then the mass panic will stop. And if it is a conspiracy theory, the mass panic stopping will mean the, the media will get bored a bit and they'll take it out of the news, it won't be an issue anymore. But yeah, big three weeks coming up see what happens but obviously the, the, as soon as you see that there's been another death or a load more deaths it's awful and you know generally vulnerable people older people and people with health issues so I think yeah just be sensible if you've got any of the uh, symptoms stay indoors and stay away from those people that are susceptibly are going to be a lot lot worse off with it than you but that yeah, in terms of football back to football, I'll keep deviating from the point here. A lot of things to say. It's been going on for ages. Um, so I'll try and get back on topic. But in terms of relegation, again, like Liverpool, you know, those teams aren't mathematically down and those teams above aren't mathematically safe. So you, I think to say uh, we'll go with how the league is at the moment, I, I think it's completely unfair. You can't do that. Same with the top four, you know. The, the teams who are in the top four at the moment or maybe top five I'm assuming that regardless of what happens that the investigation with Man City is still going on so regardless of what happens you know they will get banned or not depending on what the outcome of that is so and obviously delaying the season doesn't help them at all because it gives a lot lot longer for the uh, decision to be made before the new season starts but yeah so to give a uh, the Champions League spaces to second, third and fourth or fifth if City are chucked out. You can't do that either because, you know, they're not mathematically certainty in there. So in terms of voiding the season, but then, so that, that that's acceptable in that way. But then, you know, the teams like Brentford and Leeds who have worked their asses off to get into the positions that they are. But Brentford, I think, in the playoffs and Leeds in their automatic spots. I mean, that's unfair on them as well. So... There's no situation which is going to be fair for every team. Um, so hopefully it doesn't get to that stage because that's a big, big decision by whoever is going to be making that decision on what happens. The, the idea of a 22-team league with Leeds and West Brom coming up and no one getting relegated, but then five teams relegated the, the following season. Uh, that kind of works, I guess. But how do you decide then the Champions League, Europa League teams for the following season if it gets voided that way? You know, Do you just give it to the... Uh, Teams that were in it last year, and then it's completely unfair to teams like Sheffield United, who would never have a season like that again. Wolves who have really done well. Uh, you know, <laughs> I did see a Spurs comment that said the Champions League should be voided and given to the uh, runners up from the previous season, which very, very uh, big dream in there, but that would be. I'd be alright with that, but then it's again a hollow victory, so you'd always be, yeah, he won the Champions League whenever he didn't win it, but obviously that comment there was a joke, um, so I'm not taking it actually seriously. Um, but yeah, I, I think in the rest of Europe as well, you know, they've got their leagues to finish whenever that is, and, and potentially more as well, because uh, they close their season down a, a bit earlier. UEFA as well, and they had some Champions League games playing, and then others not, and then, you know, some Europa League games behind closed doors, some not. It's just ridiculous. Like It's got to be all or nothing, I think. It can't just be half and half. And then Spurs fans moaning that we'd still be in the Champions League if we were in the second lot because we haven't played yet. But, you know, 
And that flip of the coin, like I said, you know, when the league starts again, if it does, we've got Harry back. So we've got our strike force back, maybe Sun as well. So, yeah. So you can say that's completely unfair. If you're one of these teams that if we end up getting into the top four, you could say it's because of that when we would have had to normally play, I don't know how many games without them. When we're struggling, obviously, but then I'd imagine Mourinho's now and Levy, hopefully, are looking at the summer options to buy. Ease, Ezzy, Ease Eddie. Um, I think from QPR, I've read that 20 million, we're looking likely to sign him, which good young player as well, but... The issue that we've got is that I think we need leaders. I think Dyer's a leader, but he's he's unfit and, and not match fit, which is a shame, but he is a leader. Uh, the Leipzig game as well, we need a new goalkeeper because that was unacceptable. He's slow to get down for the first one, but he gets a good hand to it. Should be getting that away. And the second one, good header, yes, but palm that into his goal. It's not entirely his fault because you know the defence and midfield let the shots come in didn't close down but as a goalkeeper at that level you've got to be doing better than that and that's three mistakes made in two games which cost us goals so I think we need a new goalkeeper uh, for me I'll be taking a chance on on, on Hope on, on Pope sorry Nick Pope from Burnley I think he's a quality goalkeeper but whether you know Speaking of a friend who's a United fan, with Henderson potentially coming back if De Gea goes, but you know Henderson at the moment, similar to Pope, doesn't really have any expectations on him because uh, Sheffield United were expected to just avoid relegation, and now anything else is a bonus. Uh, but if he went to United, Pope, if he went to Tottenham, the weight of expectation there completely different. How would they cope? But I think you've got to give these a chance, and I don't think we can keep Lois. Certainly not as number one. Um, but yeah, my my worry is, you know, that the comments made allegedly by Levy saying that we don't need to spend money to be challenging. I mean, if you're Harry Kane, you've got to be, if that's genuine comment from Levy, you've got to be wondering if you're Harry Kane, what the fuck am I still doing here? We're never going to compete with that kind of attitude. Um, so it's, it's worrying times in that respect, but, you know, that can wait because there's more pressing issues in the world and football than whether Harry Kane leaves and if we keep a goalkeeper or not. But, you know, it's just, I've had my rant about the coronavirus business and everything like that. Now, getting back to what this podcast was about, which is Tottenham. So that's why I'm talking about all of this. Um, but the Euros, I think they have to be suspended. You know, if, if the season does start again uh, and then you've got like nine games left, you know, and you try and do that in, in four weeks, and then the Euros are due to start two weeks later. You can't have that because players in October the following season, unless that gets delayed drastically, are going to suffer from burnout in October. So they've got to have their actual like month rest, or however long it is after the Euros, but the month rest for after the final. So I, I think cramming it, cramming it all in is just going to be really dangerous, and players are going to suffer from burnout, not you know. They're elite athletes and, you know, get paid a fortune, but they still need their rest, you know. The, the, you know, the bodies the bodies aren't millionaires, are they? You know, the legs don't care for you. The player's got, like, billions in the bank or millions in the bank. Um, but, like, yeah, something I saw today, Ronaldo, he's got a, a chain of hotels, so he's opening that up to people who are sick, vulnerable people who are sick with this virus and paying for everything themselves. So that that's, you know, you see Richard Branson, if, if that's true, like I say, demanding, asking for 7.5 billion. Uh, but then Ronaldo, 
doing what the wealthy people should be doing there, helping out, you know. Though it is their money, so should they actually be paying for it or should the governments? I don't know, but like I think even what Ronaldo's doing with the money that he's got is a small drop in the ocean for him, so it's not going to really matter. It's like me paying a quid to someone. It's not going to make a blind bit of difference. Uh, so that's that's good, and you, you get this like humanity, good humanity um, when things like this happen. Yeah, with the Premier League, I have no idea what would be the best. The best would be 3rd of April, it all starts again, and then we're slightly delayed. See if you can cram midweek games in, so and then get the Euros started with the appropriate rest after the season's finished, uh, before the Euros start, uh, and then they get the rest after the Euros. If not, suspend the Euros until next year. Um, I, did, I did read as well that the... Uh, the organisers of the Japan, I think it's Japan, Olympics have said it's going ahead regardless, which, you know, if this does go on for months and months, I mean, will it? Uh, but like I said, that's, that's June, so I think it, like like my friend said, we, you don't, it doesn't survive in hot places. I think by that time it'll be summer, it'll be baking hot, even if it's raining. Uh, so I, I think that'll be all right. So I think the Euros will be fine in terms of, of the actual date of it but like if there's seasons still left to be played then you know they have to finish first and then you need the appropriate rest but in terms of voiding the season I don't think that can happen I, I don't know what ramification that would have ramifications all over Europe and everything like that I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw like cancel Champions League and Europa League next year but then what have these teams been bloody playing for you know Sheffield United if they could feasibly, if the season was carrying on, get into the top four and the Nets can be completely in vain. I don't think you can avoid things like that. I think you're going to have to finish it one way or the other and you just delay things and delay things. So, you know, if it has to start in, in June uh, and then finish in September and the new season doesn't start until October, I think you have to do that. Uh, obviously change the transfer windows for that. Uh, players' contracts who go out, obviously they're free to to sign for a new club, uh, but then, you know, there has to be something to, that says that uh, in this scenario you have to finish playing for your old club for the remainder of whatever this season and when that will be. Uh, but then obviously you'll get players who don't want to be there. It, it, the contract was signed saying that uh, they finish on this date and, you know, and so there'll be arguments there, but then, you know, and then they leave, go to their new club, and then, you know, they could end up getting their old club relegated by playing against them. So it's a complete minefield. And like I said, there's no right way to do it because it's going to fuck someone up at some point. Uh, but yeah, if it does start on the 3rd of April again, seasons will be finished uh, before those contracts expire. So then it's all fine. You just carry it on and then see how quickly you can do it and then and, and what that means for the Euros. It is lucky, I think, with the Euros that it's in countries that have the infrastructure and the stadiums already built. I, I can only imagine if it was like a World Cup year and it was somewhere like a South Africa, which was a massive, massive deal for them. Stadiums had been, been built. Uh, it was going to be massive for their tourism. There was huge uh, marketing about it. I can only imagine how what would be happening there because they needed that to happen. Uh, it's lucky that the Euros are in countries where it's all all, all there for them. Um, but yeah, so I think the season has to end whenever it ends. And then I, and then the only issue is what you do with contracts that expire. Um, 
and uh, then when you start the new season, because that will be delayed. But like voiding seasons, don't teams don't get relegated, as certain teams get promoted, certain teams get trophies, and and you know into competitions when mathematically they're not certain to do that. I think you can't do that because that's just that is just unfair. But like, I, again, my suggestions there. I mean, there'll be a lot of. Uh, people who go you can't do that because of ABC so there's no right way of doing it or not but like some teams it's good like some teams who've got good momentum it's bad because it stops that momentum Tottenham it's been a terrible season really by our standards that we've had in the last four years and now we've got a bit of a reprieve potentially so I mean you could argue you know if, if Tottenham did if it did start on 3rd of April Tottenham getting the Champions League it's been unfair to teams like Sheffield United or whoever misses out but uh, you know again like you can't play behind closed doors you can't you can't play with fans if this thing is real um so it's just a real 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 um shitstorm of a thing and a complete mess really so hopefully it gets sorted out sooner rather than later and people stop getting infected dying or whatever and then things can go back to normal uh, and then people are immune to it righty so that's the end of my ranting and uh, suggestions and all, all sorts and irritants and everything like that good to get that off my chest anyone who's got issues or things annoying them I can tell you a podcast is a very good idea no one can tell you to shut up they can afterwards but at the time no one can tell you to shut up it's very very good and therapeutic so I highly recommend it you can do it on anything Um, but yeah but like I said it's just my opinion it's nothing based on fact it's just my opinions and, and things that I'm annoyed about so you know don't go you know shooting me for like saying something that you disagree with uh, not saying that anyone is wrong it's just my opinion like I've said uh, my suggestions on what I think could could work to eradicate all this um, but like I said the, the deaths are awful and seemingly they're rising which is even more awful so it's, it's time for people to follow the guidelines and it's time for governments and all world health organizations to actually give actual official guidelines and updates each day to let people know what is happening rather than just letting twitter run by it and and the media run by it causing panic and, and you know rumors and everything so i think it's time for for that to happen and then that that should hopefully clear it all but hopefully yeah yeah everyone stay safe and you know hopefully we can get rid of this thing um yeah so i'll do some more podcasts uh, <laughs> uh presume uh, before the 3rd of april uh, mainly on, on it'll be on tottenham there it was just this one was just to get all of this off my chest but anyway normally i say come on you spurs but there's more and more pressing things than tottenham going on at the moment so i won't bother with that so i hope everyone's okay and then this thing all goes away and then everything can get back to normal with uh, minimal casualties um, from here on in.